What's good, fam? This is your boy Dijon, and this is how to be a motherfucking legend. Yeah! This is the place to be for inspiration and the realization of your full creative potential. Uh huh. Each episode, we're gonna be sharing tips uh. and insights to help you unlock the greatness that is already inside of you. Okay. Okay, we're back with today's episode of How to Be a Motherfucking Legend with Lauren Ekstrom today. She is a yoga teacher at the Yoga Collective in Venice on Rose Avenue and also a meditation instructor at Unplug. She also has her own company, which is called Inner Dimension Media. Inner Dimension Media, that's dope. Dijon's Dimension and Inner Dimension Media. Thanks for being here, Lauren. Thank you for having me, I'm honored. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. So I connected with Lauren after going to one of her classes at the Yoga Collective. She just has an amazing presence and cadence and the way she articulates every word really speaks to this deep sense of centeredness and groundedness. So I'm excited for all of you to be able to experience that. But I just wanted to have her on to share her perspective on how to cultivate deep presence. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And even just listening to that, I'm reminded what a practice it is. And I think for my own experience in the cultivation of deep presence, it's really come from knowing the felt sense of when I'm not present. And when I walk away from an interaction with a friend, a student, a family member, a stranger. And if I haven't been fully present, if I've been distracted or otherwise disconnected, I walk away and I'm left with a feeling of true disconnection. And waking up to that has been part of my path as a teacher, but more than anything, it's been part of my path as a student. And I think when we talk about cultivating these practices for ourselves, it starts with learning how to sit down and sit with yourself. And who are you in the moments when no one else is looking and closing your eyes and turning the attention inward and taking that time and that space to slow down. Meditation, I I don't think for anybody, whether it's the moving meditation of yoga, or it's the seated meditation of inquiry. I don't know that any of us come to those practices because everything in our life is going really well. You know, most people turn to a yoga practice or they look to find a healer or they explore energy work or they find meditation at a time where they're really waking up that something could be different in their lives that they could feel healthier, they could be more vital, they could have a greater sense of connection, whether that's internally or to whatever your own personal higher purpose is. And yet what we know is that those initial stages of developing any kind of personal practice is both wildly beautiful and incredibly challenging. And we get to look at the way that our own mind works, the beautiful ways that it works, 
but also the shadow side of things. And I think that that's one of the components to my classes um, that people can find challenging, but also a pathway for how it comes with you off the mat or off the cushion and into your life, because we're not just talking about the light all the time, that we have to have the light and the dark, the way that we need the feminine and the masculine, the way that we need the yin and the yang, and that inner understanding of these are the times when I lose myself. These are the times when I stop listening. Um, The tendency of my mind is to plan or to ruminate. And once you sit down and you develop that personal practice, it gives you the capacity to then go out into the world and evolve deep presence, which I think is a pathway really of deep listening with everybody that you interact with whether that's the cashier when you're checking out at a grocery store and when they ask you how your day is going, did you hear the question? And were you present enough then in that moment to respond back and see them as a person? A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, at Whole Foods and it was a little bit late at night and I just needed a couple of items. And I got into line and there was just one woman in front of me and she had her two adolescent sons with her. And I thought, this will go pretty quickly. So I put my few items onto the conveyor belt and as they're checking out, the man behind the register, who I've known for years, is putting this woman's items into each bag like they were Fabergé eggs. You know, it's, it's so slow and so specific. And he's taking all the time in the world, unfolding the bags, and I can start to feel my tension rising. And I get a little hot and a little bit flustered. And I took a deep breath and just remembered, you know, look, what do you have to get home and do? You're gonna eat a little something, you're gonna unwind for the night, there's nothing to hurry. Meanwhile, people behind me in line are just bailing, right? They're going into the next lane, they're grabbing their items, they're seeing what's going on, and they're just vacating. And the woman who was checking out and the man behind the register were speaking in Hindi. And eventually they completed their purchase, went on their way, and as I got up to him, he said, She's been coming in here for years. And she's been telling me that as a single mother, as her sons are getting older, that it's time for them to participate in the home, that laundry doesn't just get done, that dishes don't just get washed. And she wanted a man in her native language to also reiterate that conversation with them. And in that moment, I felt such emotion well up inside of me. You know, this is deep presence. This is deep listening that they had developed this bond over many years. And he was speaking to these boys with such patience, right? This is why he was bagging so slowly. And he had a smile on his face and so much kindness in his voice. And he wasn't rushing anything, despite the fact that he could see this long line where people were having their own emotional, energetic experiences. And he wasn't going to let that interrupt a moment that he knew this woman had really been 
planning for and hoping for for a long time. And I think through a personal practice, whatever anybody chooses for that to be, whether it be meditation or yoga or dance or qigong or walking barefoot on the sand, these are the ways that we prepare ourselves for the moments in life where we are gifted with the opportunity to be deeply present to each other and into this reminder that we are all on some sort of journey and your agenda, the things that you need to get to, the things that are important to you in your life, the urgency that you feel, you feel is no more important than what anybody else has going on. But it takes time and it takes patience. And I think for myself, the way that I have learned the most about how to cultivate deep presence is by being really honest with myself when I'm not. And to walk away from an interaction with a friend or a student and to return back and say, you know, when we were speaking the other day, I wasn't 100% there. I was distracted. I didn't hear everything that you said. I'm sorry, and I'd like to hear it again. And taking really radical responsibility for your presence when you are with others, which means, yes, deep listening, relational mindfulness, and also the integrity and the willingness or the vulnerability and the courage to equally say, I am all over the place right now. Could we circle back to this or can we try again? Can we start again? And I, I think it's, a, it's that two-way street, you know, that where none of us is deeply present all of the time, that we all get shaken up and our nervous systems get out of whack and we have too much caffeine or we don't get enough sleep or we've been stuck in traffic, whatever your trigger is. And we don't need to beat ourselves up for that. We don't need to make ourselves wrong for that. But that each one of those moments is really the playground for learning how and who do you want to be in the world. And for applying that to the next word that you speak, for applying that to the next action that you take. And of course, underneath all of that is compassion, right? That on some level, when we talk about mindfulness, not just sitting down and meditating, but the mindfulness of daily living too, that if we're not hearing heartfulness inside of that word, that something is missing. That it's often said that the heart is a key component for any practice of full awareness. And we know that, you know, so I think for us to have that felt sense of compassion with ourselves, which then turns us around and lets us have that felt sense of compassion with others. Drop the motherfucking mic <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was an incredible story. I really appreciate it. Uh, way to make it like relatable. I feel like 
during that explanation, like what meditation is, like kind of crystallized in my mind in a new way. And it feels like I removed a layer of like resistance that I have to it. And um, I am an only child and my, my dad was not present during my, me growing up. So I think that created a, like I will figure how to do this, this myself type of like energy, which is, which is good to a point, right? Because obviously we have lots of things to learn from other people. And I think that sometimes I could be sensitive about who I'm receiving information from, but it feels very like natural and enlivening to receive information from you. So I appreciate it. And I feel like that you're my teacher. I like it. That touches me so deeply. Yeah. I'm honored to be on the journey with you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Well, that's how to be a motherfucking legend this week by Lauren Ekstrom. She just laid it down for us. Um, We like to keep it short so that you can really focus on one idea or concept at a time. Lauren, is there anything you would like to share with everyone before we sign off here? Practice takes time and you have to find your way into a practice that is all your own. That it's, you can't be dragged into a practice. People will come to me and they'll say, oh, I want my partner to start meditating or I want my mom to start doing yoga. And all we can do is hold an open invitation. And when you or a loved one come to a practice of your own volition, it's going to have more depth and it'll stay in your life for a longer period of time and have more meaning. And so I think for each person to really trust the process, but to understand that it's not supposed to be easy. And at times it really will be, and it'll be beautiful. And at times it's going to bring your stuff up and you're going to be a witness to your triggers and um, the places where that are a little bit darker and that that's okay. And that you belong. Wonderful. Would you like to share where people can connect with you online? You can find me at laurenextrom.com and also at innerdimensionmedia.com. Thanks so much. I so appreciate you being here. If you enjoy the energy that we are creating and building, share it with the homies. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Really, those five-star reviews are really going to help this get to more people. Just let people know about it. And if you ever want help going deeper into yourself, developing yourself, and doing that with a community and with guidance, head on over to programs.howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com, and we got you. Until next time, peace.